our purpose could change. And we might Absolutely. lean, I might lean straight into, okay, I'm not doing entrepreneurship anymore, but I just want to be the best father that I can be. And now I'm talking to fathers. So it can change. Well, so your purpose say, isn't entrepreneurship though. And you have to really understand your purpose to understand and 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 What's identify. I don't know what your purpose is, but it's not entrepreneurship. My purpose isn't entrepreneurship. So in three, two, one. You're listening to the Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepers for Suckers himself, David Shand. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We're here. Donnie's here. Yeah. Live studio audience. Live studio audience. Woo! They don't want to be here. They this is crazy. Sounds <laughs> so poor. Y'all make us sound look so bad while we're taping live. Like we are here. You know how when Oprah come, used to come on her show, the crowd was like ah, going uh, crazy. But but she was giving away cars and stuff. We're giving away a game. <laughs> I kind of would rather take a car. I'd be, more excited, I'd, be, I'd be more excited about the car. All right, let's try this again. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. We are live and excited with our in-studio audience. Okay, all right. That was lit. That was, that was lit. good stuff. All right, uh, one lesson from the week. One lesson from the week. I am trying to remember my week. The days just go by so fast. Oh, okay. So one lesson is really simple, very surface level. Uh, don't quit on yourself. Mm. Don't quit on yourself. Where does that come from? So, you know, I'm on this fitness journey. You can kind of see it there. Are you? Yeah. Um, How long have you been on the journey? Today is day 76. That's not the truth. That is not the truth. <laughs> All together, maybe, but I'm talking about like consistently at it. Today is day 76. Of doing what? Of my personal self-development journey. And they can go way back in podcast episodes. Oh, so you're not talking about physical, like to the gym and stuff. No, I work out four days a week. How many weeks you been doing that? Today is day 76, so a little over two months. You have not gone to the gym four <laughs> days every single week for the last 70 days. I know that. This is cap, right? Do I need That's to like phone somebody just randomly to prove that? Continue. Okay. Anyway, so there were two days specifically this week that I wanted to cancel on my trainer. I have mm. a virtual trainer, the same one that I tried to invite you to. I even offered to pay for, but you just were, you, you won't show it for yourself. Um, there's there's the That's lesson. <laughs> There's the lesson. Uh, Don't quit on yourself. I wanted to quit on my trainer. I was in the bed. We had two early sessions and I'm like, I am more tired than I am inspired to work on my body. But because I prepay him, that's like the agreement that I've had to make in order to stay consistent. Mm -hmm. Like I am not cheap, but I don't like to waste money, if that makes sense. So our deal is I have to prepay him. And in my mind, like I've paid for this, so I'm showing up. So because I prepaid him, that kind of kicked in and I went to the gym and I ended up loving being there. Like mm. I just felt so good. And <clears throat> I never understood how people will go to the gym and they say, oh, I'm going to go work out. So I have so much energy throughout the day. Like I was never that person. I used to work out because I haven't always worked out consistently. When I would go to the gym, I would be exhausted. Like I'm sleep for the rest of the day. But apparently there's this thing called consistency. And when you do something, 
Come on, keep going. Keep when going, you do something going. consistently, um, your your body, everything starts to transition. And so now when I go to the gym, I actually leave like tired for like 15 minutes and then I am lit. Like I'm ready to go power through the day and get stuff done. So me not quitting on myself those two days in the last week, those same two days were the most productive, both gym days and days that I had in business mm. in a minute. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Yeah. You don't have a story um, or a lesson about any kind of fitness. Right? Why does, I didn't, it doesn't have to be a lesson about fitness. I got lessons, well, I just, though. I, I just wanted you to stay on, on theme with where I was going, right? Like no, I don't, body transformation, looking your best self. Sure. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. I've been intermittent fasting for the last almost 90 days. So 90 days, it'd be up. But I realized that um, you just got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I I may not be in the gym. I may not be um, kind of like my healthiest self, mm-hmm. but I've been doing something for over 60 days. Like it's been about 70 days. I think I'm done. It has on the not been. First of all, you started like a month after me. No. Because you were so inspired by my journey. I was definitely not inspired by your inconsistency. <laughs> my inconsistency. So let me, let me, because I made, I made the post on Twitter mm-hmm. and that's how I was, uh, I think I made the post on the 11th of some month. What month is this? June. So it had to be March. I made March, March, April, May, June. Are you sure? So it had to be April. I know that you were fasting when we were in Tampa at our mastermind meeting. Mm-hmm. That was in May. Here we go. April 11th, I said, I'm intermittent fasting for 90 days. If you catch me eating outside of 12 to 8, I'll give you $1,000 on the spot. But this is me, me posting it a while after I started. So I think I might have started four days before this. Mm-hmm. So I'll just calculate how many days will be 90 days. And accountability is so key because the only reason that I'm still doing it right now is because I made that post. Oh, and, sure. and I, I wasn't, when I started, I just said, I'm going to do intermittent, fa- intermittent fasting. And it wasn't like a goal. I wasn't saying I'm going to do it for X amount of time, but I was on live and I was like, and I, and I was somehow inspiring somebody. I was inspiring social media and I just got ahead of myself. Like, yo, I'm just going to be consistent. I'm going to do it. How long y'all want me to do it? And I was hoping somebody, I was thinking, oh, 30 days. And somebody said 90. That's my, yeah, 90, yeah, 90. And I'm like, yo, all right, I'm going to do 90 days. And then I got off the live. And I was like, dang, I'm hungry. Yeah. I am starving. <laughs> Golly. But I've been, sup- I've been super consistent. Okay. I do have a confession. Ago. I have a confession, huh? Mine was nine weeks ago. Because I didn't even ask you about that. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I have a confession. I have a confession. Um, it was what day? What Ramsey? What day did we do that photo shoot? Where's Ramsey? Last he left. Okay, yeah, last Friday. So I'm like, we did. We started to shoot maybe like ten thirty or something like that. So we we knock it out. It's like an hour shoot, and we're done. And it was eleven fifty something. In my mind, I thought, oh well, it's twelve o'clock. We're good after the shoot. And I got some snacks, and I started eating. I looked at my phone, and it said like eleven fifty seven, and I said. I broke my fast. So you owe me $1,000. You didn't see it. I'm calling it. You didn't call it. I can roll the cameras back. You didn't see it. It wasn't on camera. You just told me. You didn't catch me. Catch you and you lie. Huh? I'm, <laughs> I'm telling you though. But it, it was, you know, it was really, really dope. 
because I felt bad about myself. It wasn't about anybody else. I'm like, yo, I made this commitment. And it wasn't like I intentionally did it. It It's like, I just thought the time was more than it was, but I just Mm. happened to look down and it was three minutes early and I was truly upset. Mm. And how are you going to make up for it? Like, what's your, what's your, there has to be a consequence. Huh? (laughs) (laughs) You guys. You broke a commitment to yourself. So part. But it wasn't, but what I'm saying is, I'm not about to throw a pity party because sometimes you do got to celebrate yourself. I'm celebrating the fact that I didn't do it and I didn't care. Most people, when they break their fast, it's not like they even feel any way about it. They just don't even care. Yeah. Because there's no, if there's not an outside, like we tell people like to put something on it because there needs to be some sort of outside consequences for you not doing what you said you're going to do. Yeah. But the only reason that has to be in place is because most people don't care if they disappoint themselves. Mm-hmm. But I think some people need to have that internal, yo, you should be, if you set a financial goal and you don't hit it, you should be somewhat upset outside of most people. They just would just set another one. Yeah. So I'm, I'm celebrating the fact that internally, nobody went no cameras. It was me saying, yo, I, I I'm disappointed in me. Mm-hmm. I should be more responsible for that. Mm-hmm. I not not beating myself up, but I'm so. Well, I think one hiccup was has it only been one hiccup this whole journey? Yeah, one hiccup. The whole one time. hiccup is really important, and I just want to applaud you because you struggled. You know what I mean? For sure. For for a minute, and I can see the results, the transformation. Your stomach's no longer sitting in your lap. Your arms have. It's still there. It's not as big, but that joint. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, it's just you can actually hold it in and look like you're fit. Um, now we need to take it to the next. Are you congratulating me or are you roasting me? What is happening? <laughs> I'm really trying to figure out how 70 something days ago you were fitting these pants because they're quite snug right now. Well, no, they, this is how they fit. They were actually a little smaller because, you know, the kids, well, they're, they're wearing bigger clothes now, so I'm going to go bigger. I'm going to stay trendy. Are they wearing bigger clothes yeah, now? Yeah, bigger clothes now. Like, look at Dale's pants. Well, I'm starting to see the trend. You'll start to see bigger. You'll start to see bigger clothes now. Nah, baggy tops. Even if you shop designer, like their the shirts are fitting boxier now. You'll start to see like how like you'll see Reese. Reese is real fashionable. So anyway, moral of the story is I I was sincerely yeah. congratulating you because I've given you such a hard time on previous episodes about. Your stomach and and stuff. What's it called for a man? We got fupas. What is it called for a man? I think it's a. Oh, I guess it could still be a fupa. I still technically. <laughs> Yo. Also, so I gotta. Never mind. I'm not gonna say nothing because I don't know how y'all gonna feel later. I did hurt your feeling one time. No, it was just. Joe been in these streets shirtless. Shirtless. Joe is diving in pools. He's doing up close lives. He's just got everything exposed. I'm like, okay, Joe. Joe must be in a relationship. You know, you do things a little differently. When your girl don't care, the world's cares don't matter. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. Because yeah. anything I say is going to come off as a roast kind of. Nah, but I'm saying, congratulations on like you're just more. <laughs> I'm just saying, I couldn't. I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? But I like you seem more free. Like, you know, this is, <laughs> this is who I am and this is what I got. So that's the... Wait a minute. Joe is free. I mean, you're free. 
Dave, if you took that shirt off, it ain't all good. <laughs> it's not all good. It's not. That's what I'm saying. So for 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 Joe to do it, it's a it's even less all good. You know Are you mean? body shaming Joe? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's what I'm saying. I didn't want to talk about. That's why I want to talk about. Wait, he said no. for Joe to do it, it's even less all good. <laughs> Yo, can we get to the entrepreneurship? Okay, yeah. Okay, we'll change the subject. Wait. So I went to um, BET Awards. Yes, talk about that. BET Awards was dope, man. It was just it was black excellence. Mm-hmm. It was uh, Diddy was in the building um, to to be able to see kind of his journey of becoming this person that we are today. While he was talking, I just I, I just like kind of envisioned in my mind the young Diddy, the one that had a dream, all the stuff that he had to do to get there. Like this is relentless work. There isn't any handouts. We are, what we know about Diddy is he worked for his position mm-hmm. nonstop. And that was inspirational, but here's what's more inspirational. So BET is, um, it's, st- it started black, started as a, you know, black mm-hmm. owned company. But in this era of when BET launched, it was when somebody look at when BET started, like the, 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 like the year it started. But it was entertainers, and we're giving black entertainers a platform, right? Mm-hmm. So they create this TV network for entertainers, musicians, actors. Anybody got when is it? January 25th, 1980. 1980. Mm. BET Network started in 1980. So that's when hip hop starts to come about, and we start seeing these hip hoppers like, yo, we're going to give you this platform, right? So when did the first, when was the first BET Awards? Look at the first BET Awards. So I'm I'm at the BET Awards. I'm seeing all these people that are kind of like celebrating. When was it? 2001. Wow. Celebrating all these entertainers. So we start 1980, giving people a platform. And this is like the golden era of black entertainers. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Like you listen to music. That's all we listen to, right? 2001 hits. And this is like, I guess, even before I graduated, graduated high school, they want to celebrate these entertainers. And I'm looking around and I say, wow, we are in a space right now where BET was in 2001, meaning there's a bunch of entrepreneurs that people are interested in that deserve some sort of recognition. Mm -hmm. And this, and I know, I don't know if we'll be the people to do it, but someone, the BET Awards will be what an entrepreneurial award will be at some point for black entrepreneurs. And I'm like, yo, I I feel like the person that started it, that had the idea, like, yo, we got all these, these entrepreneurs. I mean, all these like entertainers, they need a platform. And I was really, really thinking, all right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations or multiple systems on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 30 
7,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. and it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. To myself, we can do this for entrepreneurs. Absolutely. I think it's already started. Social proof awards. Well, we didn't start it yet. It was a good idea. It was a good idea. But um, I think even even on top of that, it's interesting that you say that 2001, you realize you were sitting in the room with people who were also being honored at those awards. Like there were people who were already lit like Diddy Mm -hmm. at that time, who probably was an honoree at that award show. And so it never stops. Like you said, Diddy had a dream. I think he's still dreaming. Yeah, for sure. there's, There's still things that he's doing this dreaming. Uh, Shouts out to him for donating a total, I think, of $2 million Mm -hmm. to some HBCUs. I thought that was super dope. Tax planning at its finest. (laughs) Oh, for sure. That is 100% a write-off. Tax planning at its (laughs) finest. So if you took anything and you were super inspired about Diddy donating this money at the awards, ask yourself at the level that you're on right now, what can I donate? Who can I donate to? And, And it's a it's a charitable cause for yourself, obviously, right? Um, however, it's also a tax planning strategy. And there's a big difference between tax planning and tax preparation. You don't think he did it out of the kindness of his heart? I do. I think he did it out of the kind. So here's what I'm learning about money. Going through right now, I am real life going through uh, my tax planning and filing, right? And what I will tell you guys as entrepreneurs is spend the money or invest the money, mm-hmm. right? Because we try to hold on to this money. We're like not hiring. We don't want payroll and all these other things. But if you don't invest the money back into your business, you're going to give it to the IRS. Yeah. There is no way around that. So spend, the get, get rid of as much of your profit as possible, but find things that mean something to you, like Diddy may have done this out of the kindness of his heart. In fact, I'm sure he probably did. He most likely did. So now as a smart entrepreneur, he's saying, hey, if I have to invest this money, I at least will invest it into something that I find to be purposeful and fulfilling, self-fulfilling or fulfilling, you know, to whatever it is that he's attempting to fulfill. So I don't think that we actually sit down and like write out if I have to give money, right? If I'm put in this position And I should be contributing. I should be giving back. Number one, not only does it benefit me from a tax perspective, but number two, who are the people that I choose to benefit that can't be directly connected to me like in real time? Write out a list of places that you would happily give the money. And your mom and dad aren't really going to be, they're on the list, obviously, because you're going to do for them. But from a tax perspective, a tax uh, savings perspective, uh, mom and dad aren't always like who you want to cut the big checks to in yeah. that way. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I guess I didn't really even start caring about tax. There's like, y'all are probably listening right now. Like, uh, I don't care about taxes. 
keep it real. Like, you know, this, this doesn't apply to me. <laughs> but especially if you don't got a whole, any, anyway, my, my point is, my point is, if you don't have a whole lot of, like, you're like, yo, spin it and give it away. You know, as a beginning entrepreneur, you're on a shoestring budget. So it's not like you just need to be spending money. But anyway. Yeah, but no, you still like, I mean, it, it doesn't matter if you earn a hundred thousand dollars as an entrepreneur and you didn't have any expenses, be prepared to give a lot of that back to Uncle Sam. So yeah, if you earn $50,000 as an entrepreneur and you didn't pay any taxes, mm-hmm. like you have to you have to plan for your money. Obviously, the more money you make, like, you know, just what happened with me, I didn't realize all of the expenses. Like as an entrepreneur, I spend or invest money, right? You're killing that gum. <laughs> I'm like, my God. (laughs) Um, As an entrepreneur, I invest money daily. We pay for things that we don't even realize we're paying for. And then my bookkeeper goes in and she puts, uh, she does, she she puts together my P&L statement, my profit and loss statement. And my business was showing because I did not accurately keep up with my expenses, like a 70% profit. Without saying how much money I made on this episode, we know about how much money I made, right? A 70% profit mm. is a problem. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. I have to ca- I have to care about taxes. And silly old me is just like, okay, well, I'll take this L and I'll just pay, you know, whatever. And then my CPA, who is amazing, uh, comes and he's like, no, you've got these expenses as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, you qualify for things that I had no idea I qualified to to write off as an expense. I've, you know, so now I'm I'm really like kind of obsessive over this stuff. Like sure. I see you take receipts a lot and upload to your QuickBooks. I'm super ex- uh, obsessive because we don't realize for so long, my business has just been my lifestyle. It's just who I am, a part of what I do. We go to lunch. And we have meetings and all we do is talk business at lunch. That's a write-off. We do that all the time. We have expensive lunches. We actually talk business. You can give me some of those receipts, Mm. by the way. (laughs) Yeah, if you pay for them, you get to keep the receipts. (laughs) Check this out. Check this out. I, um, I, so, okay, I want to finish my my BET experience. Sure. And you can talk about taxes again. I don't want to talk about that anymore. Okay. (laughs) Uh, it was such an inspiration. Then we seen some, it was some celebrity. He was like, yo, I want to be a BET award or whatever. And a lot of the people that was performing, I didn't even know who they were. Like, I, I didn't even, I'm just, I'm just like not in that space anymore. But there's a lane for you to create something that really moves not only just black culture, but culture, like an industry culture. You know what I mean? There's something that can, you can do that a whole lot of people are interested in that are people are killing, that people are killing it. Like, why aren't there, and maybe there is, there's, I don't know, like art awards. I don't know, like fine there's fashion painters. awards. There are fa- is there? Mm-hmm. Who, like who won? I don't uh-huh. know that there are fashion awards more than there are fashion shows. The mic, the mic, the mic. There. But you know, okay, outside of the awards, well, go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, it's an actual uh, fashion award that people look forward to getting in the fashion. You said put it closer? Yeah. Uh, that people look forward and to. And I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. Because we could probably zoom in a little more if we want to. Because there's mad space over there. Go ahead. Oh, but I 
like a fashion designer probably was terrible that I can't remember the name of it right now, mm. but it is a really big thing in the fashion industry. Yeah. But think of like think about this though. Think about this. Who created who created Fashion Week? Like I'm thinking of, huh? I don't know who created it. Right, but like just just think along that track. Like mm-hmm. somebody says, I'm into this industry. There's a whole bunch of other people that are into this industry. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna put together Fashion Week. Yeah. And the world, the not just the fashion industry, but at this point, the world goes crazy about Fashion Week. Like it's one of those events annually that everybody is excited to attend because at least fashionable people yeah. are really people who are into fashion are, are excited to attend that event. Yo, let's talk about what's your, what you got? The mic. Eleanor Lambert. Uh, the first New York Fashion Week was created in 1943. Mm, 1943. Yo, okay, let's let's talk about how to create these entrepreneurial awards. Because I am very, very serious about being someone that creates something that people look forward to every single year and being able to honor. Yo, I don't know if if uh, if Bob Johnson started BET, right? Am I right? Am I making that up? So he started BET, which he sold it. Mm-hmm. This is another thing. There's another thing. I'm going to get back to that. I'm not mad. He created something for the culture. Black entertainment television. For us, by us. Am I right? And he builds it. Huh? I know, but it was for us, by us. But the, the, the culture accepts it, and then he sells it. What year did he sell it? What year did Bob Johnson sell BET, and for how much? So there's a picture going around on social media five. saying... Like five... 2001. He sold it in 2001. <gasps> he sold it in 2001? Mm-hmm. The same year of the awards? Yep. Dang. So some white people put, together, put that together, the awards. No. no. Uh, what's her He's, name? Kathy? The, the, uh, it, he transitioned Kathy the company Hughes? over to a, a black CEO. So it's owned by... BET is under Viacom. Yes. And pretty much the... See, BET was its own thing though, on? right? Yeah. Okay. But BET was its own thing it was though. His own, it was its own thing. So it's like... You own Social Proof, and then you do a DBA under. So Viacom owns like is like the big top not company, and then under it is BET, ABC, and whatever other companies that's like other TV producing shows. That's right, how but he's saying in two thousand one, Viacom sold, yeah. bought BET. I don't know who bought it, but Viacom always owned BET in a sense. Always give it. Yeah, read it. Read it for me. Right. So hold on. Pause there. So Viacom, because I know he he was building it himself. <laughs> then he sold it to Viacom, which is a not black owned company. Yes. In 2001, for three billion, though he remained at BET as its chief executive officer until 2005, the sale made him the first African American billionaire. Ooh, wait. Is this Bob Johnson? Yeah. So um, it's interesting because I'm looking at his net worth right now and it says 550 million. That's the Google. How do you know? But you That's sell something for five, but you sell something for 500 million. You you never you never know. I mean, 5 billion. You said 3 billion? Yeah. Taxes and you never know how Oh, this is good too. That's another half. <laughs> Yo, three billion? Half of that? 1.5? Oh, 
He had some partners, so let's say he has half of that. That's seven hundred fifty million. You get divorced, half of that is three hundred million. And here we have Bob. Um, I am. Also, go ahead, go ahead. That's the owner. Of That's the today. owner. That, you didn't see the, the meme with the family? Yeah, I see the meme with the family today. Um, or I see the meme that's going around. It's so interesting because BET has noticeably changed over the years, right? The quality of the content, the direction of the content, the spin that I think it puts on Black people um, <clears throat> has definitely changed. And this is really, really interesting. As an entrepreneur, when you start a brand on purpose, like, do we think that Bob started this brand in purpose, on purpose. Like I have a purpose of bringing, shedding positive light on Mm -hmm. black people, black family, black entertainment. I think so. And so I'm starting this network that focuses on highlighting black X, Y, Z. And that is my purpose. You think so? Mm -hmm. I question then how you can sell it to this man. Well, here's the thing around. And this is like me just like trying to trying to like go back. Mm-hmm. There was a point in time where BET was in trouble financially. I okay. remember. Can I somebody look that up real I quick? I remember that. There was a time where BET was in trouble financially and maybe the business is in trouble. So we sell it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it seems like if you sold it in 2001, the first BET Awards is 2001. Somebody who maybe could take that on and run with it says, yo, we need to do some sort of awards. And that's how the awards got started. Mm-hmm. But are we mad at Bob Johnson for building something and being able to sell it to say, yo, I got money for my family and my mm-hmm. generation. I started something. Yeah. He's not obligated to keep it. He's not obligated to keep it. This is it? just this just brings me to a question of how committed to your purpose are you? Right? If if this is purpose work, purpose work is usually something for a lifetime. That doesn't mean that he has to remain in 100% ownership control of the company, right? Maybe a seat at the board or maybe negotiating a sale in a way that says this is how it has to be run. This is the this is the mission. This is the purpose. And this is how it has to be well, run. It seemed like he was the CEO for a few years, right? He like, was. He was. Mm-hmm. Two, three years and he left. Yeah. Yeah. So just imagine just building something on purpose and then um, and then saying, hey, it's, it's not making money. I'm just willing to sell it. Forget that purpose. Like this is supposed to be black entertainment television owned by black people. And I don't have an issue with the fact that he sold it. My question is specifically, how committed are you to your purpose when times get hard? I don't know if that I don't know if that is fair. Okay, tell me why. Because he built something mm-hmm. and he felt like, yo, he's creating, I'm I'm imagining the first black owned network, right? And he created it which he stamped in history. No one's ever going to not know what BET is. I mean, sure. I, I can't say it like that, but like he, cre- he he's inspired so many people and given so many people a platform that went out to become megastars and superstars. So his, his legacy is stamped in history. Mm-hmm. Does he have the right to get tired and say, yo, I'm done. I did what I could for the culture. I'm done. And because of what he built, there's so many people that built some some other things that didn't sell. So I don't I don't see 
myself, especially if there's like financial trouble or I'm just done and I want to spend the first half of my life building something impactful. It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. For our people. Mm-hmm. The second half, I want to spend time with my family. I get that. But when it's purpose work, and this is assuming that for him it was purpose work. It may have just been an income opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. But this is assuming that it's purpose work. You don't just say, I've spent the first half of my life doing it. Now I want to go chill with my family and whatever happens with all that purpose work that I did just happened. It doesn't just go away, though. It doesn't go away, but there are definitely blemishes at this point. Yeah, but that's not that's not in your control. This is what I see. He built a company. Someone buys it to set him and his family and his generations straight. Mm-hmm. And he maybe negotiates. Let me be CEO to make sure it's not it's run properly. And he's there for a few years and he set some things in place. Maybe he put some people in position to make sure they keep his legacy and he leaves. Mm -hmm. But the owner says the things that you put in place, as soon as you leave, we're changing that. Mm -hmm. We can't, we we don't know what happened. Maybe his heart was intentional saying, yo, I'm going to set, set this up to make sure it's a generational company. But if you don't own it, maybe he's super sad about what BAT has become over time. Maybe he might, he might actually be super sad. He was not well, at the I see, I see him. You know what I mean? So, was, 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 is her name done. Kathy? Kathy. Kathy Hughes is a is a TV. Yeah. Okay. What were you about to say? You about to say something? You found some research for me. So his his divorce settlement. Deborah Lee. That's who I keep thinking about. Was Deborah there? At the I don't awards? know. I don't know. Anybody know what Bob Johnson looks like? Yeah. Yeah. Old older guy, slim, gray hair. If you you wouldn't point him out of a lineup. Who doesn't know who he owned the bobcat? I, I don't. I would not see him in the streets and say, "Oh, Bob Johnson, that's you." Well, and that's that's just because he exited and just completely like disappeared. Yeah, he yeah. has a right to do that. He does have a right. He to created do that. something. Hey, listen, my 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 commentary isn't arguing that he doesn't have a right to give up or to 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 be done. You have a right to be that done. Sounds like your argument. No, my question 
is specifically around when you are operating in purpose. Do y'all get what I'm asking? Like when you are operating in person, in purpose, when you're tired, do you just transition and not be a part of how that, like typically purpose work is for a lifetime? I don't know. I don't agree. I don't agree. Angela Davis, she's still alive, yes? Angela Davis? Yeah, like she's one of the original Black Panther Party members and 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 created a movement that we all get to benefit from today. She gets to live her life. She ain't got to keep marching and she ain't got to keep fighting. Like she did what she was supposed to do. And she's forever stamped in history. Now go live your life. She is forever stamped in history, but she is not, she didn't sell her likeness for something that is contradictory to what you know. Do we see it? We you it, them shirts with her face on it. She might have sold some things. We don't know who created like Black Panther movies and documentaries. She's like, yo, give me some money, I'll be in enjoy it. <laughs> she gets she gets to do that. Go ahead. Um, so to your point, you're basically saying like it's nothing wrong with you like leaving, but you should leave it in the right hands. Like, okay, oh, oh my bad. Um, are you saying that he should just leave it in the better hands than that how he left it? Like, you know, leaving it in somebody's hands is not going to continue that. Like, yeah. So I don't, I don't, nec- I'm not attached to who he left it to. Okay. My question is simply the fact that he made that decision to leave it in those hands. Was this purpose work or was this just a business? That's, that's it. My thing is, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, my thing is, it seems like based on what we just Googled, right? Like he was there for a few years after he, he didn't just like buy it and I'm done. He's like, I'm going to be the CEO for a while. Let's say, for instance, let's say, would you trust me to run your company? Yes, for sure. So if if something happens and I'm like, yo, you're like, yo, I just want to spend time with my daughter. I want to travel and I'm going to give you X amount of millions of dollars to live your life. You're saying, yo, Dave, I put it in your hands. I trust you. Mm -hmm. Well, once I own it and you're still there, just making sure it's operational, you breathe, say, yo, I, I think we're good. I might make some decisions that you don't agree with. And eventually those decisions compound on other decisions and I got to bring somebody else in and eventually you won't even recognize your company. Yeah. But you had intentions on leaving it in the right hands. Yeah. I'm saying with this situation, I think he probably did. I don't think he was like, yo, all right, yeah, I'm about to leave these black people and go ahead make a mockery of all my people now. It's all good. I don't yeah, think Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Like what happened is business. It's just business, bottom line. And once you sell your company, you are no longer in control of what that looks like. Even if it's totally against the purpose or the reason that you started the company in the, in the first mm-hmm. place. I'm just asking seriously, like, were there no black candidates? And maybe at that time there weren't mm-hmm. any black candidates that could have bailed out. Um, was that decision in the best interest of the company? And if this was purpose work, like, are you a little sad at this point as mm-hmm. to what the network has become? Because if you, if I gave you full control of my company and you ran it and you made decisions that were contradictory to why I started this company and what I'd like for it to be, I am going to at least start a podcast and slander you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm at least going to speak on it and say, hey, I sold the company, so I no longer have any control. But God, that's disappointing but to he what could, it's become. He could be looking like, <clears throat> yo, it's still, I mean, there's thousands and thousands 
of Black people in this audience that are being entertained by our entertainers. And it was a night to come together and there was a bunch of people performing. It was a beautiful show. Yeah. I, I don't think he's like sad at the direction. Now, our, our world is changing for mm-hmm. sure. And so, is that it? Like, is the direction, are these new owners now like maliciously? Because BET has changed. Jack it used to perform. It used to have very fun shows and highlight, you know, black people. And then around that time of the change, things started happening. And remember, at one point, the BET show was like the the BET awards were like the hood of awards. They were, you know, they were always fights and, you know, things that that happened. And this is after that 2001 sale period. Is it just that the world is transitioning or because I'm watching this show on Hulu right now. And it is, it was originally a a BET series show and they have these A-list, well, they have some A-list black celebrities in there. Like everybody who's who is in this show, but the acting is so horrible. The show is so bad that it's good and I can't stop watching it. (laughs) Like I have to see who comes in next and how, like these are people who have won big awards. Like, big, what would I call them? Um, some of the larger awards. They've won kind of some of those larger awards, not necessarily a specific award, but they've won some larger awards and they've had outstanding performances. And now they're in this BET series and it's like, did you, have you, did you take a class? Did mm. you, do you have an acting coach? <laughs> because who's directing this film and why would you let this quality of work because be displayed? you would watch it. You're watching. You just said you can't. I would appreciate. I would have still watched it. You think it's bad that it's good. Yeah, but I would. Somebody's a genius. I would also have watched it if the acting was phenomenal. We don't know that. But oh, I would have. Like I, I would have. I don't know. I could be reaching. I could absolutely be reaching. But I just feel like yes, BET definitely changed. We're assuming that this was Bob's legacy work. We don't know that. That man never said that. That might just be a business opportunity for him. Um, But I just question like. Black entertainment television and not one black person in ownership. It doesn't sit right with my spirit. It is very easy. You know, it's very easy. And Charles, I got you. It's very easy to say that because we don't have $3 billion in our face. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Listen. Like, our commentary would be like, yeah, we should have did it or we should. But like we, in our in our perspective, we like, yo, we give you $3 billion. We're going to take care of your people. Oh, first of all, take care of your anybody <laughs> interested in the social proof brand got $3 billion. We'll do it for one. $1 billion. Yeah, we'll do it for a billion. We don't care what color you are, okay? <laughs> we don't care what your vision is for the future of the company. You get White Dave and White Donnie <laughs> up here. <It's> Listen. Like- <laughs> <laughs> get you any Dave, any Donnie up here, and we will be in the studio audience in full support. Like, yes, we love the direction of where the company is going now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Dang, are we sellouts? My, not purpose work. We've been purpose for these last couple of years. Would that make us sellouts? Nah, but or, I, I think, but, or well, I think it's we're in a different we're in a different place though because we're still young enough to go. Where you think it's from eight nineteen eighty mm-hmm. to two thousand one? My man been hitting it for twenty one years. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. I want to spend time with my family. I've been grinding. Like he probably watched his kids grow up, but like building something like that is demanding of time. Yeah. So he's like, yo, it's time for me to look. I've been taking care of my people for 20 years. It's time for me to take care of me. Charles. Uh, You know, 
Yeah, so I was, you know, um, contributing to the conversation. I was looking up. Who's winning though? I don't. I don't. I don't think it. Yeah. Oh my god. I was reading, and they said in 2010, they said the BT co-founder Sheila Johnson. I'm not sure the relation to Bob, but she said she explained that she's ashamed of what the network has become. And she doesn't watch it. And she she just her kids as watching it. Ten years later. So what I'm thinking is um, they saw an opportunity to sell because mm-hmm. somebody gave them an offer, whatever, financial troubles, whatever they might have went through. And um, what probably happened was they sold it to somebody with intentions. For sure. Of making the company even better. But as time went on, they just did what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Now that they're not empowered. And that's probably why he even left uh, the company because he didn't have as much say so. Um, yeah. afterwards. So well, that makes me feel know. a lot better that Sheila is ashamed. Let me look at <laughs> Sheila's his wife. But well, this is this is a lesson. That Sheila is, is his wife? That's his wife and she had a $4 million settlement from the divorce. $400 million, sorry. Four, she got oh, well, she got the other half of the billy. That's where the billy went. We know where the billy went. <laughs> we know exactly. We know where the billy went. Yeah. Now, I'm glad that she got her bag and she expressed a little bit of shame associated with the brand. That makes me feel good. So that that lets me know that it wasn't just a profit play. And now I feel better. Carry yeah. on, Bob. I think, no, I think it was a profit play. But at the same time, it's just, you. there's a lesson. You you can't control what you, you can't control what you don't own. What's up, podcaster or soon to be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know ATL, baby, Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you. Rub shoulders with industry leaders. And you got to network with the other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side, and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code BIGDEAL, It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now 
to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you know right now yet, you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal. That triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now. Don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights, take your brand to new heights, take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer. Okay. I'll see you at the summit. And don't forget to use promo code. Big deal. So even some of you might be willing to reach out to an investor and they gave you some money and your objective is, yo, I want to do this and that and I just need some money and you take some ownership. Yo, they kicked Steve Jobs out of his own company. Yeah. That wasn't his objective to get kicked out of his own company. They kicked him out. It was his idea, his vision. But he's like, yo, if I can get some more money and I can get some more resources, we could make this thing great. But you don't control what you don't own. Be this careful transitioning your business into like a corporation with shareholders. Mm. <laughs> you. It sounds good. It sounds good. But you can be kicked out of your own company That's a fact. When, when your shareholders decide that it needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? At that um. Sometimes I think your purpose work can be. Uh, Dang, we ain't got her. her, her. Turn that for me. Okay. You're, on, you're on the camera crew right now. Real okay, quick. go ahead. Yeah, I was saying sometimes I think you can detour from your purpose work if it start if you start to lose too much. For instance, um, I was raised in the church. I'm black, I'm trans, proud to be both. And my mom was like a Christian and minister and all that, and she lost me for a season. You know, committing. You're trans to the church. I am. Oh wow! Right now. I'm sorry. No. No. Only okay. on just, weekends. Just, no. Okay. Every day. And so she Forgive tells people him. now. He doesn't know. No, it's okay. And she tells people now that, you know, I had to get my child back. So I had to choose reality of my religion. And it has been like one of the most best things that she's done because when you make a decision like that, you kind of like, you don't call and ask for permission. You call and give notice. Mm. And it's like, if you're going to lose something for your purpose work, be okay with losing you know what that is so maybe he started to lose too much and that's why he you know gave it away or sold it and he probably know the direction that it would go let me see if i can google why he sold the company there's a i, we, I don't think we need to google it he's done like i somebody offered me a bag and i'm done i'm out of here and the bag is gonna bag yeah yeah i, I don't know if you i sold the company because it, in an interview, it might say, I told the company because I figured they would help us take it to another level. But in reality, it was $3 billion. He was probably, he was having marital troubles. He's like, yo, I'm about to take this $3 billion, leave my wife, live my life. I got this money. BET founder Robert Johnson calls for $14 trillion of reparations for slavery. A man who does this doesn't just sell his company for a bag. He made history as the first, as America's first black billionaire as a result of selling BET. Um, 
and he he is he's a um who's this active he's an activist <laughs> he's on one of them yeah he is <laughs> he's an activist he talks about like wealth transfer in the black community um i just i just don't believe that he sold his company and he's happy with what it's become today probably not probably not. i don't i don't think probably not <laughs> i said he's a um <laughs> but i think he had good intentions but again you don't you can't control something you don't own. Yeah, and he's still, so in, in essence, he's still doing purpose work. Mm -hmm. He's still advocating for black people. He's still advocating for our exposure and, and, and wealth, uh, decreasing the wealth gap in the black community, which I think had a lot to do with why he started BET. Like there's not enough black people who are actually making real money in the, in the, in the entertainment industry and we need to bring exposure. The same thing that I believe Tyler Perry has done. Like, People can clown him and say all kinds of things about his production and his uh, costume design and, you know, the little mic that be right here. Um, <laughs> 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 the mics that crazy. be right here. However, these are people who are taking, like, these, those two men, and there's more, have done so much for Black culture in exposing Black talent mm -hmm. today. Yep. I just, if Tyler Perry sold his company and there was not one black person in ownership. I would be really disappointed. Well, here's, here's my thing. I wouldn't be disappointed because I'm just seeing as an entrepreneur, you feed people for so long and you inspire people for so long. Eventually you have the right to say, yo, I'm living for me. Now. I disagree. Purpose work is till the death of you. Enjoy that. Enjoy Purpose that. work is to the death of you. It doesn't mean that you have to, it doesn't mean that it's always going to look the same. So like Bob is, I think, 74 now. He's no longer showing up for work, attending these meetings and conference rooms. He's now doing interviews and traveling and he's saying, hey, black people deserve X trillion amounts of dollars for reparations and here's why. He's still speaking and advocating, which still means that he's using his voice in purpose. Okay. Right. It just looks different. Purpose work is till the death of you. For you. Yes. For everyone. Yeah. It, Does as, anybody yo, disagree with that? I, I think I think it's based on I think I think it's going to be based on. The person. I can see myself. Building something huge that helps tens of thousands of people quit their job and become full time entrepreneurs. And then I leave. And then I'm I'm 50 years old, 60 years old, and I'm spending time with my family and I'm I'm mentoring them. That doesn't mean that your purpose work has stopped. It just looks different. But I can see myself not doing anything. You no won't, you won't, work. you won't. Maybe like, the whole purpose. I'm done. Purpose like evolves inside of you as you grow and develop. And it Maybe. might look very different. But people who operate in purpose, like you cannot run away from it. Even on a small scale, it's going to be there. Maybe. It, when, when you can easily walk away from something, that's an indication that it may not have been purpose work. But if you find yourself running back to it and you're being called and it's keeping you up at night and you can't stay away, you have to speak, your voice has to be heard in some way, 
then that might be you attempting to run from your purpose because you got tired or you got discouraged or there were so many challenges and objections. Or I've done enough. Or you've done a lifestyle. I'm done. Now, now, for for me, just I'm I'm just me saying this. Based on the way I'm set up right now, I don't see myself not doing anything. But it would be, I would be 100% totally okay if I just want to be at home with my kids and my grandkids and my grandkids, grandkids, and traveling with my... I'm not inspiring nobody. I'm not doing no webinars, no workshops, not encouraging people to be entrepreneurs because I did it for the last 20 years mm-hmm. and so much has come out and I've affected the world in so many different ways. Like, let's say we put on this, this the, the Social Proof Awards. Yeah. And we do it for the next 15, 20 years. Yeah. And then... The, the white man that bought BET was like, yo, he ain't going to be alive. What's it's, good? What's good? Yo, it, they say, yo, we, we want to buy that joint. $10 billion. Yeah. I'm done. We're selling for sure. I'm but done. That doesn't mean that we're, we've sold our purpose. But I'm, we've my point sold is, the my vehicle point is, that we're using at that time. Yes. Or why can't purpose be a certain amount of time? You do something for a certain amount of time. There are activists that activisted <laughs> for a certain amount of time. Something, yo, if if Rosa Parks after that, the after she wouldn't get up, and we have the movement of like equal rights and stuff like that, and she wants to chill, she doesn't have to speak out and do anything. We can ride the bus now because of her. I agree. I mean, I, I totally agree. I just it is. I haven't seen anything to indicate that purpose work dies. I believe that it stays with you and, and, and it even exists beyond you. I think that if we sold social proof and I sold all my companies, I think maybe for a couple of years, I'd be like, man, this feels good to just do nothing and be with family. But there would be a little bit of something in me that is unfulfilled. Oh, hundred percent. But you sure. might, you might go into missions work. You might go into Homeless, like the homeless. It, as long I'm as saying, as long as it's centered around purpose work, we're saying the same thing. But you, so you're saying the purpose can change? No, I don't necessarily know that the purpose can change. The vehicle that you use to live live out your purpose and, and work in purpose can change. Okay, who's got that? So in the Jewish community, everybody go like this. Yeah. <laughs> in the Jewish community, they don't have a word for retirement because they know their lives are not their own. So you don't control your heart. So if your heart keeps beating, you must be doing your purpose. I feel that. So we can't put a tag on what that purpose is. Our purpose could change. And we might lean, I might lean straight into, okay, I'm not doing entrepreneurship anymore, but I just want to be the best father that I can be. And now I'm talking to fathers. So it can change. Well, your purpose isn't entrepreneurship though. And you have to really understand your purpose to understand and 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 What's identify. I don't know what your purpose is, but it's not entrepreneurship. My purpose isn't entrepreneurship. So how do we know that Bob Johnson's purpose was the liberation and uplift, up, uplifting of we black don't. people? We don't. We've been talking in we've been talking in hypotheticals since the beginning of the conversation. You've been paying attention. A little bit. Yeah, we've been talking in hypotheticals, and this whole conversation was. Well, if this was his purpose, how does this play out? Because one day I want to sell my company. I, I believe. Who won't you sell it to? Somebody with a small offer. 
Um, (laughs) 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 Right. One day I think I think the smart move when you when you pay attention to business and pay attention to how these big companies operate, I think it's every small business owner's responsibility to work in a way that you ultimately end up replacing yourself. Okay. These are, this is how your dream stays alive and lives beyond you. You want to figure out a way to get out of the way as quickly as possible. So yes, one day I hope to sell my company, but that doesn't mean that my purpose work stops. I will just do it and use a different vehicle. And it might not be to ever start another company. I might just travel the world and impact people, you know, in small towns and villages. I might become a world-renowned speaker. I might write more books. The purpose is the same. The vehicle is what changed. I think we won't know till later, though. Until we're approaching that situation. Yeah. Um, All I wanted to to say was, sorry, uh, I feel like sometimes you can feel like your purpose is fulfilled. You you never really... We can't turn the mic up from there, from where you're at? Just speak louder. All right, yeah. Just, yeah. just turn it up so it captures more. Work. Speak louder, everyone using the mic. Okay? Is there a cloud lifter on there? That's interesting. All right, yeah. I feel like at um some point, you might feel like your purpose is fulfilled. Like, if you are working in your purpose and your purpose is um, trying to impact others and uh, you've impacted so many people and you taught other people to impact, so now your purpose is working for you. You don't have to continuously do it. And just like 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 we can think about MLK, he helped, he built an entire community of people that have the same goal and the same purpose as him. And so does he physically have to be there for his purposes to live on? No. And but, so, but his purpose was being realized until the death of him, as was Malcolm X. Look at Farrakhan. Look at all these leaders who are still working. And you're wondering, look at Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton and all these people. You're like, y'all are old. You should sit down and rest. But they can't. Because purpose is attached to a burning desire. It is till the death of you. Period. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Go ahead. Um, One thing that I was really thinking about. Thank you. Oh, my fault. Um, One thing I was really thinking about is, you know, I think a lot of times it's looked at as being a sellout, but like you can do more with more money for like your people. So like if I was offered a B, man, if I'm making a hundred, a hundred million, I'm offered a B. It's like I can do a lot more with a B for my people. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's just all in the intentions of the person, you know, um, selling for more money because he can go and make another BT if he's already made one. Right. Now, I believe that's so I true. Think, I think that's like a big thing. Like if you're a creative human being, and you have good intent for your people. I mean, it's a you know, 10 more BTs you can make. So I love that point. And that's almost the best comment of this entire show. So even all the comments I said, yes, for sure. Um, Just for clarity for people who are not generation Z, a B is a billion. Um, (laughs) You know what I mean? We got to make sure we're speaking to our entire audience, Um, but, but sometimes you can be operating in purpose and your purpose is way bigger than the vehicle that you're using right now. So an opportunity may present itself where some people can look at it and say, oh, wow, they sold out. But really, we're positioning ourselves to reach more people and to operate in purpose in a much bigger way. 
that's also very true because if he had not sold the company and earned his B, would his would we respect him the same? He became the first black American billionaire. Would we respect him the same? Or, oh yeah. So I just um, did like a quick uh, search. Um, it's some dope TV shows and stuff coming up on this uh, network called All Black, and he's actually the one that um, started that. Mm. Who started it? Bob Johnson. Let's go, Bob. Let's go, Bob. Purpose lives with you until you die. Started, Let's go. And it started this year. So, for some people. Last year. So I think he might have sold it. I've been trying to research why he sold it. And I can't find it. But I know BET went public some years ago. Yeah. So that possibly could have something to do with like, some financial troubles. Yeah. I'll send you the YouTube link. We yeah, I was to trying to listen to it. And I yeah. couldn't really get what he, why he sold it. It was like very vague. Mm. Yeah, was the, we know what it was three billion dollars for bringing that point home. He sold, he made a lot of money, mm-hmm. he became a global impact in a big way. Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe when he owned BET, he was only profound to black people. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now I've sold this company and I'm a billionaire, and we're playing with the big boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen. And now, because of that, because of this status, I can do more work in a bigger way. And when the time is right, I will continue to work in purpose. And now he's created another network that has some pretty dope shows on it, according to what you're saying, because I haven't seen it. Um, and he's, uh, he's able to continue to build. It's, it's just, for me, it's, there's a difference between purpose and work. There's a difference between purpose work and job work or career work. And I just don't believe that People, not everybody is fortunate enough to tap into their purpose, which is why you just give up and stop because you're not connected to operating. a pur- You can't run from your purpose. It, it calls you. You have no control over how you handle this purpose. It's, it's just with you forever. And you have a responsibility to show up for it when you're called to it. And only a small percentage of people will operate in purpose, just like a small percentage of people operate in integrity. But when you are called, mm. well, it's until the death of you. Wow. Uh-huh. My cash app is Donnie Wiggins. You can cash at me at Donnie Wiggins. The plate has gone around. <laughs> so can we discuss how we're going to build out this entrepreneurial awards? Yes. How do we do it? How do we do it? We rob so, and duplicate previous models. So we just, somebody call Bob. Yo, listen, if you are connected with Bob Johns, not, but he didn't do it. I don't think he did. No, he, he was still CEO. He'll be able to give us game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, mm-hmm. the same way we model, you know, the pack podcast. Louder. Y'all. The same way we model the pack podcast after y'all. We, oh, God. Can you hear him, Joe? Yeah, he's good. Am I good? Oh, okay. I don't know why. Yeah, if you could just speak louder. And hey, when I'm when I'm mouthing things behind the scenes, you guys, that's because we don't have to bring attention to it. Uh, So you know what I mean? When you be like, oh wow, you can't hear me. Well, I might as well have just interrupted you. (laughs) (laughs) But the same way that we built the pack podcast after modeling after you guys, we just watched great people do it. So I mean, if y'all just y'all want to create that, just hit up Bob Johnson and then FaceTime and be like, Hey, how'd you build it? And then give you the answer. So are you suggesting that Dave and I are great? 
Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. People. I mean, it's a great podcast. That's enough. Exactly. That's enough. <laughs> what you did was great. You guys subpar. <laughs> I'm playing. Y'all are amazing people. Y'all amazing. We never edit anything out, but let's get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> y'all are great though. Like y'all. All right. Really so, great. so steps, steps to it. So obviously, we pick a date, and we we pick a date, and we start inviting the. De- First of all, we develop. We pick a date. But we have to establish criteria that makes someone award worthy. What's the criteria? What are we checking for? What are we looking for? What are we choosing to honor? Let's establish that criteria. They got to be. You can't pay to be honored. There's no affiliate to be honored. What is the actual criteria that we are basing this honor on? And we have to really make it cool enough for people to want to show up. Yes, for sure. You know what I mean? For sure. I don't think. I don't think that will be a problem whatsoever. I think that part is easy. I think a community, we've both created communities and this is a movement in itself where there's so much love and support. Um, they just came to Black Equity Con and paid a good amount of money and made, an, made a significant investment to be there and there were no awards. So I think now those same people who get to see their favorite entrepreneurs be awarded, we'll be excited to be there. And we roll it out. It's red carpet or maybe it's green carpet. We got the money carpet. You know what I mean? <laughs> ah! <laughs> we better not see a money carpet at any event. Right. Yo, what is, uh, what is, what are some categories though? What are some categories? You can do like phil- uh, philanthropy, like who gives back the most. Um, like you can have like people vote like entrepreneur of the year. So people can actually totally do their votes. Um, you can have like up and coming entrepreneur. We can do like an impact yeah. award. Mm-hmm. We can do an we can do an impact award. I don't know about an income award, but we can do some kind of a um uh financial education. Educate, yeah. Uh okay. The uh side hustle award. How do we, we measure can- somebody <laughs> who still has a job and killing it in business too? We do a side hustle award. We can do a youth, youth entrepreneur. A youth entrepreneur Team. award. We can do hmm. Parentpreneur. Parent entrepreneur. Isn't that all of us? <laughs> oh, you, you can do it by you can do it by categories. So um, like do it by categories. Like whoever's in the legal in- industry killing it as entrepreneur <clears throat> in the podcasting space, like by ca- business category. It would be, be able we to can determine. do category. We can do industry specific yeah, and, yep. awards. Mm-hmm. So yeah. at BET, they have performances in between. So do we have like speakers? For no. sure. Yeah. We have do a couple both. of. We have some performances yeah. for sure, but we do have a couple of keynotes, right? Mm-hmm. I think someone who can impact the crowd in a way that says, "Hey, next year I'm going to be on that stage." Yeah, this could be big. This is going to be big. When are we meeting? I got Friday. I can do Friday. I can do Friday. <laughs> we can do a community builders award mm-hmm. you know there's there's so you gotta many shout out Monray because this was like her idea 
Like we did this whole campaign and she's like, yo, we can do these awards. And I looked at it. I was like, whoa. And I think you looked at it like, yo, that'd be cool, but are we going to pull this off? Yeah, I think, yeah, Monray did. Shout out to Marketing by Monray, mm. my little sis. Love her to death. She did She did a whole pitch for us uh, for a marketing um, campaign mm. and billboards and buses mm. and awards and galas. And um, Monray commands every dollar that she's worth. Mm-hmm. We need more money. Who's going to... So investors only can come to this meeting. Now anybody for I got five on <laughs> it. <laughs> a pair, a pair of awards. You know what I mean? We can do. Would we you can win? definitely do a. Would you a win pair of awards? Award? Are you sure? Yes. Most influential. Most influential apparel. All right, give him the mic. Give him the mic. Because I right, give him the mic. Because this is gonna be a. Mm-hmm. Like I so. This is, so to be an award, to, to get an award, right, you, I guess we're considering. It would be easier for you to just someone out of the camera. Um, there we go. Somebody who is really, really like mashing it, right? So, well, I guess, yeah, you'd have to sit over there. Okay. Oh, yeah, we got the camera. Hold on once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's up. Oh, to the feet. So it, here's the thing. So for an award, I want to know why you would win the award. Go for it. Make sure you talk loud into the mic. Oh. Okay. Presentation mode uh-huh. has entered the chat. All right. Go for it. Well, well, why you call it will win the most influential brand award. It's because, number one, the brand just fly itself. It fly itself and it, um, it give a positive message. Um, it catch the attraction of not only like young, but older you, well, older people. And I didn't hear people. nothing about influence. And <laughs> well, I didn't think about that all the way. <laughs> but Dopest marketing award. But no, back to this though. I mean. I was trying to we, give him some time to oh get God. it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not Dopest marketing, like these marketing campaigns, like um, what's Mia? With Glamaholics. That's the name of the brand. It's Glamaholics. Super, super dope. She's got her luggage, baggage brand, Mia Ray. Um, she's super dope. Like her marketing campaigns, Ming Lee's marketing campaigns, um, BB Judy. Yeah. Her marketing campaigns are dope. So we could do something that, like who does the most impactful or dopest. Got it. You ready? You got it together? All right, come on. Okay. Let's do it. Why would you win most influential brand? Because um, a lot of schools, a lot of schools are attracted to the brand. When you, you say know? a lot of schools, yeah, what do you of course, mean? like I would say elementary schools because I have visit elementary schools. How many have you that. visited? Um, only three of them. So you're most influenced by three elementary schools. A lot of schools showing interest. So a lot of schools are really interested in the brand. Well, how many are a lot? Well, I mean three. three. And let's just get to the interest part. When you say showing interest, what do you mean? Uh, just just showing interest because of the slogan of "Be Yourself." You know. Okay. What does showing interest showing mean? Showing interest mean. What does that look like? Are they paying for you to put shirts in the schools? Or are they, they bringing you in as a speaker? Or they just said, that's dope. Or as a teacher there that said, that was dope. And now the whole school is showing interest. Uh, basically, it was... Um, <laughs> that laugh was, was crazy. Pitch. He said, uh, it was basically uh, a pitch. It uh, went because um, besides just the brand itself, we didn't go there to promote the brand itself. Mm-hmm. Um, we basically, um, me and my business department, basically went there to just speak to speak to the kids on just being themselves. So, so by speaking to the kids on the type of topic of being yourself, you know, they took a liking to 
like the brand itself. They who they who like took a liking? Uh, for us, like teachers and um, even some parents that was made, uh, made there was like volunteering around. You know? Do you see yeah. what I'm saying? Where the brand this is this is for like inspiration okay. and motivational purposes only. Okay, your brand is not creating big influence enough to win an award. Yeah, we got work. So to do. I really want you to like think. Okay, what? How can this brand begin to influence people on a global level? Forget global, at mm-hmm. least in the city. Mm-hmm. I've not seen one person wearing your brand just out. And I'm like, yo, that's my man's joint, right? Yeah. So as I was building like the Sleepers for Circus brand, I get people every, like I'm talking about like every day they were spending a message on Twitter or Instagram. Like, yo, I saw somebody wearing your shirt. Oh, I was in this state, saw somebody wearing your shirt. And now I can, now I don't know if it was enough to win an award, right? But we created some influence because people were saying that the actual brand were helping them leave jobs. I live by this, this flow, this slogan. So I've helped at least a dozen people through the inspiration of the brand leave their job. I remember it, it was, it was years ago, years ago. This is like influence outside of it being a cool design because everybody's got cool designs. I want you to really start thinking global impact. And I think this is why we probably need to do this so that people can have something to run towards yes. to say, yo, oh, this is what this brand did to win most yes. influential. Yes, yes, yes. Um, you guys are paid for the Brain Picker podcast. Based on this, oh, you so. need to do your episode Absolutely. immediately. Like, there's no ASAP. more time to wait. You need to do your episode and, and get coached because the fact is you do have a dope brand. I enjoyed wearing the brand. The garment was very, it was quality material. I liked it. It did get some attention. It was the big, I did the cream. Um, it's hard, the be big. yourself with the yeah. big B on it. And it was dope. I felt good wearing it, but not enough people under, know that you exist. Yep. So it's time now for you to get on and do your session on Brain Picker and you learn how to communicate your message. Yeah. Okay. I got yep. you know, I definitely know how I'm going to make a huge impact with my brand. Um, so I started my brand when I was in eighth grade. And um, even in middle school, I had my whole middle school rocking. Do me a favor. Oh. We're wrapping up. Go make the impact and come back and tell me how you did it. I mean, I already made the impact, though. Ooh! Tell me. Right, I got you. So, what's, the, what's the impact? So in eighth grade, I had my whole middle school rocking it. And um, my long-term goal in my brand is to make it into a cartoon. So how many shirts did you sell in middle school? Sell in middle school. Um, we had around 600 kids in the school. I probably said about uh, 200. 150 to at least 200 kids had it. Which and means it probably 150 to 200 because you're just coming up with a number. Mm-hmm. I'm coming up with a number because in eighth grade, I wasn't tracking numbers. I'm going to be completely For right. sure. So I'm, so I, when, I say, when I say things like I had the whole school wearing it, mm-hmm. but we don't know that that's a number. It could be. I, I talked to this young lady and she said, she sold 5,000 of her products. Yep. Because in her head, it was just like orders coming in crazy. She's like, y'all sold like 5,000. We went through the numbers. She sold 300. That's so real. my here's my point, man. It's so easy, and that's why we're we're kind of talking through how we're gonna put this together, or whatever. But I think we think we've accomplished more than we have. Yeah. That's why it's important to get around people who have. Co- you need to start talking. You need to get around like Corey. Thanks, Sean. We need to start getting around like uh like Corey and Justin from Support Black Colleges. That's impact. Like you want, when you start standing in certain environments, you'll realize that I can't even brag about the stuff that I was talking about because these are the people that will push you towards greatness. Yeah. And you'll be like, oh, well, what, how, what age are you in now? 
um, junior year, 17. You're, you're in junior year of high school? I'm going into my senior year. Next you're going year. into your senior year. So are, and have you been selling a lot lately or, or that, that was kind of like your, yes, your biggest splash? No, 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 no. Um, we did a pop-up shop this weekend. We sold out. How, How many units are sold out? Um, we brought at least a hundred. We brought a hundred t-shirts there and we left with, and we left with nine. We still had some hats though. Okay. So your biggest highlight is we sold a bunch in eighth grade. The second biggest highlight that you had something to say about was this past weekend. No, nah, I didn't even get to my biggest highlights. So tell me about your biggest highlight. So my biggest highlight was um first on TNT. Um, and you know, my brand went crazy that night. And um, what is the brand? My brand is called Genius Pilot Academy. And it's called Genius Pilot Academy. It's Genius Pilot highlight. Academy. Okay. Correct. And um my long term goal is to actually make it into a cartoon. And that's been like my biggest, my biggest project. And um, you know, pretty much what the cartoon's about. It's about like these. That's pilots. crazy. Yeah. I'm asking you about your biggest highlight and we start moving towards the things that we're going to do mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying here we need some, like we need to get some numbers and some receipts i'm, I'm proud of you i'm proud of you yeah. and the only reason i'm talking to you like this is because i love you only reason i'm talking to you like this is because i love you and i don't want you to sit in the think that you think you're popping because nobody knows you yeah nobody knows you nobody knows me i go on the like the bet awards and there's a couple of people that says what's up i'm like dang nobody know. People i don't know me people i don't got nothing to, i don't got nothing to brag about right now I don't got nothing to highlight. I don't got nothing. There's nothing that I can say I would win an award with. And this is the mindset that I have. We got so much more work to do. That's a fact. But that's why we need to create it. That's why we need to create it because they're the eighth graders and the, the 17 year olds for now. that are watching. <laughs> Who brought you here? Um, my friends invited me. Good stuff. Good stuff. I love it. This yeah. was dope. So we are going to be working on Social Proof Awards. They're coming. We're going to pick a date. Are they? Are they Don't coming? say that because I hate saying that. Like, yo, coming soon. No, it you is. Know, we best around not doing that. No, all. we're going to have a date for you. You know what I mean? I hate the, that. the next hate episode. The next episode. Can we have a date? Maybe. No, yes. no I'm not that girl. Yes. Don't so maybe me. Uh, all Be right. sure I, about me. But I, I just, I don't, yo, I hate what my pet peeve is just like the coming soon. Yo, we, you guys, coming soon is coming. And then it just don't. I, I rather... Do it, and then we talk about the thing that I, yo, listen. I wasn't even really talking about building this thing out until we got it. But you and literally just said, "So can we talk about building out these social proof awards for now? the podcast?" Yes. No, you just said it just now for the podcast. Yes. So we're not, saying, we are the social proof. I just don't want to say we're not soon. just doing anything just for the podcast. If we said we're going to do it, we're going to do it, or we're going to come back to you with an explanation as to why we chose not to. I do just it. rather not. No, we're going to do it. Here's the thing. The the reason I was saying let's talk about how we can build it is not necessarily if it the the major purpose would be somebody watch this episode and if we don't, somebody else does it, they take it. Like this whole podcast is for inspiration, right? I'm not I'm not saying we'll have a date because we got so many things going on. And Donnie, we talk about stuff all the time. There's mad stuff that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, and then you go two days without returning my text messages. Okay, so there's that. David and I, our our entrepreneur, our business partner flaw, I'll say, is meeting and having one of the one of the one of the downsides to having two visionaries is that we both always come up with these ideas. Amazing. And we come up with fantastic ideas like we could be eight, nine figure entrepreneurs by now if we actually executed on some of these (laughs) ideas. But. Because we're both visionaries and 
we have our partnership, but then we have our own things going on too. We never really come full circle on an idea. And my challenge to us, we're going to go on a 30 day. We're about to go on a 30 day business partner challenge. Are we? Tell me more. Yes. We're about to go on a 30 day business partner challenge. Just like I was just on a 90 day self-development challenge. We're going on a 30 day business partner development challenge. We're going to get all of our paperwork together. We are. Which idea? <laughs> okay so we'll we'll figure that out i don't want to put that we're going to get all of our paperwork and agreements together we are going to pick one idea and start we're actually going to lay out the framework for it and we're going to get it in motion and that one idea is going to launch before the end of the year so we're doing the awards or the only fans or the thing with the schools or the thing with the book or the thing with the book mm. Or the thing with the tour. Or the mixtape. Or the mixtape. We got bad things. So that's why I'm, like, I'm just hesitant to say. So what we're going to do is we're going to outline all of these ideas. We're going to put them on our brain dump board. Mm-hmm. And then we are going to pick. We might be able to do more than one, but we're going to, in this 30 days, we're focused on building out the framework for one idea so that we can get it to the point where we hand it off and it starts to get executed. That's what we're doing. Good. That's what we're doing. We, I think so. Committed. Last one. We need coaches. We need coaches. (laughs) You know how Bob Johnson he built out the BT Awards for like uh, not BT Awards but BT in general for like twenty years before they actually had an award show. Oh, before they actually had an award show. So the social proof brand, like how old is it? Um, two thousand eighteen. Okay, so do you feel like? I feel like with BET, they built an audience of like millions and millions of people. Mm-hmm. So that helped like build hype around an award show. So do y'all feel like y'all are ready for that? Like, I feel like y'all are connected to a lot of people. Um, and so maybe combined, y'all have like access to millions and millions of people. But since it's the social proof award show, do you feel like y'all, I guess. Here's the thing. I think it'll be saying we're not lit enough. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, I think. <laughs> I think it'll be a lot more, it it may be more challenging because back then there wasn't award shows everywhere. Like there's an award show for everything now. They got anime and like they got this for everything. They didn't have no competition. Makes sense. So which I I don't want to say harder or easier, but um, I think there's definitely a market for it. But we also got to, we can't compare ourselves to that. We built it for 20 years before the first award show. 21 years. Now, I think we will, like, we'll be able to rival it, no problem. For sure. But, I mean, it's just it's just some things to think through. You know what I mean? So, our question was, yo, do you think y'all have enough influence to do it? I do. I think, I think everybody has a start. And I think what it will symbolize to our community to just start right where we are will be more impactful than the award show itself. Like, Dave, think, think about it, though. Like, the Social Proof um, all-white joint we did. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to be at that. Like your DMs were flooded the weekend afterwards. They like, yo, how can I get in? They're still talking about it. So I feel like imagine that two, three times over. That could we maybe we already combine them. Yeah. Yeah. So we do the awards and we have the all white affair, like something super VIP and dope. Um, and we make a weekend of it. I like that. Yeah, so we gotta start planning the we gotta start we gotta start planning. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's do it. There we have it. Okay. All, All right. right. So let's wrap this thing up, man. Oh, this episode is brought to you 
by Six Figure EDU. Did you guys know that I develop entrepreneurs through coaching and consulting? Really? Yes. How so? So what happens is there are entrepreneurs who have gone out and they've done something very well. You may not even be an entrepreneur yet, but you know a thing or two about a thing or two. And you want to figure out how to package this up into a coaching business or a mm. consulting firm mm. or a course. Yeah. I teach you from the very beginning. I develop you. I help you get clarity in your idea. I help you learn how to execute your, your sales team, how to market, how to really develop yourself and establish a six-figure business. Did you know that I have like dozens of success stories? Dozens? Dozens. And, and that's dozens of success stories that I can reach out to and get them on the phone right now. <gasps> there are so many other people that don't even report their success. And when I'm talking about success stories, I'm talking about six figures. Mm. But even more than that, I have other dozens of people who have just been able to leave their jobs, Amazing. work full time as an entrepreneur digitally. Sixfigureedu.com. What was the website? Sixfigureedu.com. That's S-I-X. Figure edu.com. And as a bonus, if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to figure out where you fit in into the entrepreneurial space, how can I work with Donnie Wiggins? She's really smart. She understands business. I just want to work with her, so I grow my business. How would I work with her? Sixfigureedu.com forward slash links. But because I love my community so much, you can also text me 404 737 Two seven six seven. What would you say to me in text? Donnie, what do I say? Just say, hey, girl, 404-737-2767. A commercial was mad long. Golly. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by com. Go to themorningmeetup.com. Be a part of this amazing, amazing community that gathers every single day to learn entrepreneurship, okay? And text me. Send me a text. You can text me, too. You got my number? You got my number? Take my number. Take my number. It's 404. Send me a text real quick. 404 737. Her phone isn't even unlocked. Yes, it is. You're texting me, right? 404 737 4935. Send me a text message. 404 737 4935. And I'll let you know when like podcast episodes are coming out, when I'm doing specials, when I'm doing meetups and gatherings and stuff like that. I'll just text you. 404 737 all right. Nobody in here text Hey Girl to me. I'm just trying to figure out what's Donnie, good. Donnie, run your own race. Anyway, you can also get coached by me and David. Tag team us, you guys, Let's on the coaching. Brain Picker Podcast. I don't think you guys know that we have the Brain Picker Podcast where you can have two dynamic entrepreneurs, award-worthy entrepreneurs. Absolutely. Yes. Coach you on I your business awards, idea. But I don't but we want to get some. Yeah, I'll get some. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Anyway, Brain Picker Podcast, you want to be coached by us, you need business development, you need strategy, you need to understand how to communicate your message, resonate with your audience, and make money now, brainpickerpodcast.com, brainpickerpodcast.com, all right? Cool. Listen, man, like, subscribe, follow, tell a friend to tell a friend that you love the Social Proof Podcast. We are out of here. We're out of here. Come join the most amazing live mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs every morning. The the Morning Meetup. Do you have a business idea you need to get off the ground? Do you currently work a nine to five and are looking for supplemental income? Come and network with like-minded individuals and take your business to the next level. Every morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time with David Shand and friends. Try The Morning Meetup today for just $1. Head over to themorningmeetup.com. That's themorningmeetup.com.
This country was built on a distinctly American work ethic, but today, work is in trouble. We've outsourced most of our manufacturing to other countries, and with that, we sent away good jobs and diminished our capability to make things. American Giant is a clothing company that's pushing back against this tide. They make a variety of high-quality clothing and activewear, like sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more. All made right here in the USA, from growing the cotton and adding the final touches. So when you buy American Giant, you create jobs for seamsters, cutters, and factory workers in towns and cities across the United States. And it's about more than an income. Jobs bring pride. Purpose. They stitch people together. If all that sounds good to you, visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com with promo code STAPLE20.